Hey guys, welcome back to Relationships with Marika. I'm so excited today. Today I have another guest on my show, Michelle. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to have you here. So Michelle is very passionate about the next generation and about identity. And today she has come to talk to us a little bit about practical relational tools. I'm so excited to delve into this. So let's hear what she has to say. So Michelle, obviously we know relationships can be so complicated. Oh my goodness. Um, Why do you think relationships are so complicated? Hmm. (laughs) That is a really good question. And um, I think I can only speak out of my own experience. Um, And I do think we complicate it because we might be selfish Mm. (laughs) in relationships. um, And that we might be focused on what we can get out of it. And we we technically complicate it. Mm. I think God created us in relationship and he has an idea for relationships. And sometimes we don't necessarily follow his values or his purpose for relationships. Um, But I think out of my own life, I know I am selfish and I was super selfish when I was a bit younger. And I think that when two selfish people connect, Mm. oh man, Mm. (laughs) that's a struggle, right? Yeah. Who gets what out of this relationship? And it it makes it difficult. Yeah, that's yeah. very true. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've I've had my share of I think complicated relationships or mm. even friendships, and yeah. I think that um, through through the walk of my life, um, I've also come to see the more you grow in maturity, yeah. the the better it is to work with relationships. But you have to also realize that you have to get to a place where um, you put in the work yeah. to become more mature, to learn more about practical tools. But yeah. once you've learned it, you have to actually do it. Yeah, um, I told the, the previous um, show, I said that one of my, my biggest things in life is... Um, once you have the revelation, you have the responsibility. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's like my motto. Um, so, yeah. yeah, if you if you get these tools, you have to actually really, yeah. really work at it. Yeah, absolutely. And I totally agree. I think the maturity thing is so crucial. Um, and we, we need to identify where we are at in relationships. Mm. And we need to be at a place where we can say, okay, I don't know everything about relationships. And when we talk about relationships, this is not romantic relationships only. Mm. This is with me and my parents. This is with me and my friends. This is with me and church leaders, my colleagues, my boss, whatever it may be. Um, and I think in maturity, that's the thing that I learned. And I studied a few books, but I studied the Bible too. And I think I I learned the most out of one book um, that I can maybe reference and recommend. It's the book Keep Your Love On from Danny Silk. Mm. And I mean, it's a very simple book, but that really transformed the way I look at relationships. And he basically confronted me with the fact that every relationship only has two goals. And I was like, mm, I don't agree. And then when I read the book, I'm like, oh my goodness, I can see what he means. And he says that any relationship is either the goal is to disconnect or to connect. Mm. And I mean, it's that's putting it very simply, but that's putting it very powerfully. Mm. Because 
my goal in relationships were not always just to connect. It was to get something. Sure. It was to control something. Mm. It was to sometimes actually manipulate to feel better about myself. It was to, yeah, to create space for myself, even though I forced things. Um, and I think the fact that I now know I either need to just connect. That's my goal. So if I want to connect with you, it's out of a pure heart. Mm. It's with no other intentions. It's with no hidden agendas. It's that I value you, Marika, and I want to connect with you. I want to get to know you. I want to see your purpose and your potential. And I want to sure. see how this relationship grows. And it's not to, okay, well, I need Marika to get into that group. Mm. Or I need Marika to walk all over her to get to that position in work. Or... um yeah. Whatever it may be. So the, so the whole thing about connection, disconnection. And I mean, even if we take it to the simple things, your parents, right? Mm. <laughs> is your goal as a child to just connect with them or is it to get things out of them? Um, if we say love is our driving force, I mean, the Bible is full of what love is and we can spend a whole year on that. But do I just want to connect with my parents or do I choose to disconnect? So Say we disagree about something. I had the attitude that, well, then I'm just going to disconnect with you. Well, then I'm not going to talk to you again, or I'm not going to give you my heart in friendship again. Or we say, I can't trust people. That's generalizing things where we have experience with one person, maybe. So I think that was really a revelation. And and if we list relationships, if you and I list our relationships, just who we have, our friends, our colleagues, um, and we have to go through them. And maybe that's a challenge for each person listening. Mm -hmm. Just list everybody that you have a relationship with. And just honestly confront yourself with, do I want to connect with them? Or do I actually choose to disconnect mm -hmm. because of things where we differ, conflict, different worldviews, whatever it may be? Sure. And I also, what's, what's coming to mind now is that if we also look at our relationship with God... It's kind of the same, like, do we have a relationship with him for just the connection, yeah. just for who he yeah. is? Mm. Or do we have a relationship with him because of what we can get out of him? Yeah. Like, oh, Lord, I need this. I need this. I need this. Um, instead of just like, Lord, wow, you're powerful, you're almighty, just yeah. praising him um, for everything he has done and not necessarily because you want something. Yeah, yeah. that's beautiful. And that's it. That's the driving force behind sure. our intention in relationships. And I think what I also learned was that um, I read a lot of books like how to have better people skills and how to connect with people. But the intention was never to connect. It was to get. Mm. Um, and I think I'll read you one of the quotes. It's brilliant. Um, he says in his book, until you commit to the goal of connection, all the relational tools in the world is not going to help you. Sure. It's only when you decide to take responsibility to pursue connection that you will discover just why you need these tools. Wow. So see, again, it's, it's flipped upside yeah. down. It's not to get it. It's when I truly want to connect with you, then the skills make sense. Then I can use these tools because it's about the connection. Wow. So, yeah, it's it's a difficult space to navigate, but I mean, it's it's so fulfilling when mm. we do mature in relationship. 
Yeah. When we do get to that point. Yeah, and I and I do think that um, it's a thing about in, intentionality, um, because now you have to be intentional with your relationships. You have to when you speak to someone, um, it's it once again you have this revelation now about connection. Now when you're in a situation with someone, asking yourself, okay, but uh, what? What what's happening here at this moment? Am I, you know, am I here for the connection or am I here to quickly just, you know, get something yeah. out of it, yeah. um, comfort or whatever it it might be? Yeah. yeah, that's so true. That's so true. And I think um, I when I got to a really low point in my relationship, so I felt I didn't fit in anywhere, and I had to always work my way into friendships and relationships and. I felt used too. I felt used by people mm. in relationship. Like they, they're only friends with me for this or what they can get out of me. So I, w- I think everybody's on the receiving and giving side of that. And so I got to a point where I said, okay, God, I want a clear strategy from you how to do relationships. And it's amazing when you do ask God mm. <laughs> and not just books and people. I mean, those things are brilliant to add on to the truth. Mm. But God's word is so clear about it. But just to share something he gave me. And um, so when I said I need a clear strategy, he, he took me to Ephesians 5, right? And so in Ephesians 5, and I'm going to read it upside down, basically. I'm going to start with verse 11 because it's so beautiful. And, and it's out of the mirror paraphrase. Um, it just says it so clearly to me. But he says, do not tolerate anything in your life that associates you with darkness. Sure. There is no profit in it for you. Rather expose it for what it really is. And then jumping back to verse 9. It says the harvest of light is evident in all that is excellent, innocent and of impeccable integrity. And I'm like, wow, okay, God, if that's your strategy for my relationships, he's telling me to not tolerate anything in my life, Mm. anything in relationships that is associated with darkness. darkness. And I mean, Mm. we don't need to go really dark in this. Just that yucky feeling in your heart when someone walks in the room, mm. that's a piece of darkness. darkness yeah. It's um, making sure that you do not see that person at church and, and uh, grabbing someone and say, just help me. I don't want to talk to that person. That's a, a little piece of darkness. It's the, I'm not going to reply to that because they hurt me. It's a, I don't trust people again. It's a, it's a little piece of darkness. Sure. And so God just told me that, I need to go through all my relationships. And if there's any yucky feeling in my heart towards anybody, I needed to confront that. And I need to work through that and heal that. And so I actually had a very long list of people that I felt I needed to go and reconcile with. Mm. I needed to go and apologize because I had a little trace of darkness in my heart towards them. And and when I go through my relationships, I want to say what, what verse 9 says. I want to say that my relationship with you, the evidence of that is the excellence. It's innocent. It has impeccable integrity sure. between us. With my parents, I want to say that. That's now my, my tick list in relationships. It's God's standard. Um, the amplified version says that the fruit of the light... 
um, consists of every form of kindly goodness. So again, if you just take the goodness in your heart, if there's any feeling that's not kindly goodness, mm. it says uprightness of heart. And I know when my heart is not in uprightness, mm. right? And then it says trueness of life. And this just spells freedom. And that's God's heart for relationships. Yeah. It's not supposed to be yucky and it's not supposed to be, um, I don't want to see him. And um, please, will you talk to that guy about that girl? And will you? It's uprightness of heart. It's trueness of life. And I think that transformed everything in relationships for me. And um, that really sets it free. That's a life that's free. And I don't need to duck and dive in relationships because I'm truly doing it on God's standard. Wow, that's yeah. really beautiful. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like I'm I'm personally learning a lot, which is really <laughs> awesome. Um so through all of these um things yeah. and just to get back to, you know, the whole topic about practical relational tools. Yeah. Like um you say that, you know, you've had this revelation, yeah. but now how can we also, you know, get get to this, yeah. um, get to this point of actually having making those three things in our relationship so evident. Yeah. yeah. Some practical great, tools. Great question. Um and I think that's yeah, that's when when you get to that point in your own life as a listener to, to say, but what can I do? Um, I think you're at that tipping point mm. <laughs> of changing things. Mm. Um, so really simple. Let's unpack it, right? The first thing that I want to say, a practical tool is to overcome the fear of rejection. <laughs> so I don't know about you, but I've been rejected. Have you been yeah. rejected? Yeah. I have rejected people, right? Yeah, that's also true. And, and I think... Once we experience rejection, it builds up a fear and a resistance and we're not totally free in relationships because we're so afraid to get rejected again that we don't engage fully. We don't give our hearts fully. Mm -hmm. But God is the standard of love in our lives. So I trust people through God because I know I will disappoint people again. I know. Mm -hmm. It's not intentionally and sometimes it is intentionally. But just to face the fact that rejection is part of the relationships mm. um, and we need to deal with it. So mm. I want to challenge you, if you've been rejected, to really process through it, to really get healing for it. Otherwise, it will create a barrier of fear every single time we engage new relationships. I mean, if you walk into a, a new job or into a new school and you walk in with that fear, just think about it. How will you behave? How will you connect with people? Very critically. Mm. You won't give everything. So so that's a big one and it's a difficult one. Um, yeah. But I think that's, that's the starting point. And also, there is no love in fear. Yeah. Um, so how can we, you know, build further on relationships if we keep fearing something because there's no love in that? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's brilliant. Um, so, so yeah, it, uh, I'm saying it, it sounds easy, but it's, it's something that you need to deal with together with God. And if you need guidance, get a mentor to help you go for counseling. Um, 
do whatever you can, but don't walk with the fear of rejection in your life. Mm. Um, it is going to hold you back. Yeah. Because um, in the end, I do believe that um, there there's so many instances in our lives that or like, how can I say this? Um, there's a root. There's a, a root of rejection. Yep. And um, throughout your life, things will keep happening to you and you will keep feeling rejected until you've gone to back to that root. The first the first instance where you felt rejected yeah. to deal with that and from from there speak God's truth into that moment That's where it. there was rejection and from there every time you get into a situation where you feel rejected be like you know what no I'm not going to take this I know the truth that God has spoken over me I have dealt with rejection I do see this but um, the, the thing that I also always say is people you know, you can't control what people say. You can't control what people yeah. do. But what you can control is how you react towards that. Absolutely. So if someone rejects you, you can either go run and, you know, be all sad. Like, oh, I've yeah. been rejected again. Or you can make a decision and say, I'm not going to take this. I'm yeah. not going to take this rejection. I still love myself. Yeah. God still loves me. And that's all that's important. Yeah. So even though I'm rejected now. That's okay. That's brilliant. That is brilliant advice. And um, it reminds me of, of in the same book, he refers to you get two kinds of people. The one is a powerless person mm. and the one is a powerful person. And that's exactly what you just explained. Powerless people are victims. Mm. Like this happened to me once and I can't. Um, I will try my best. I am subject to whatever happens to me. Mm. Where powerful people take the responsibility for yes. themselves. And they say, I choose to live in God's truth. Mm. I choose to engage in relationships again because I know who I am. Mm. So that is brilliant. I love that. And I want to be a powerful person. Yes. I don't want to be powerless. Mm. And, and when we engage with powerless people, it's draining. It's That's draining true. to, no, you're not. Oh, I love you. You can do this. And to pick them up the whole time. I don't want to be that. Mm -mm. I want to be a powerful person that says, I know who I am in God. And therefore, I engage people mm. out of my identity in Christ and not my past. Yes. So that's brilliant. I love oh, that. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. So we have now practical tool number one, yes. dealing with the rejection. So yes. what would be another one? Okay, another one, again, sounds so easy. <laughs> so I don't know about you, but assuming things, oh. right? Oh, assumptions. So a practical tool is don't assume. Mm. It's as easy as that. So I can make this whole world up in my own mind about what I think other people think. And then it actually impacts my relationships. So it's simple things like I tell my friends, she doesn't like me. How do you know? So I challenge my friends. If somebody says something like that, I'll go like, oh, did you ask her? <laughs> and they'll be like, no, mm -hmm. I just get the feeling. <laughs> That's an assumption. <laughs> That's not true. Yeah. Or, um, yeah, I assume um, they, they feel this way. How can you know how people feel if you don't ask the mm. source of the feeling? Mm. So it's really as simple as that to, to say, but okay, I don't want to assume. So my Raika, 
I'm picking up this vibe between us and I'm, it's a bit awkward. So I want to know, do you like me or did I do something that you don't like me? That's taking responsibility mm. and not going in a direction because I assume you don't like me. I assume because you didn't greet me this morning, I did something wrong. And now I'm spending the whole day on what did I do wrong? And I'm getting into everything I told you and said to you and emailed you. But all the while you got bad news this morning, your mind was somewhere else. Mm. You didn't even see me. Assumptions mm. just makes it complicated. Mm. So I think as simple as that, do not assume. Seek clarity yes. in all relationships. Yeah. 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 yeah, that is so good. I mean, there's been a few instances in my life where I've assumed something but I had to learn learn out of that because I I used to be a person who just assumes and then I just go go with that feeling but through the walk of my life I've kind of got into a place where I feel okay you know because assuming something and making yourself feel so you know sad or guilty about the assumption that's weight on your shoulders definitely so it's like instead of just having that weight free it you know and again if if you ask the person um you know did i do something and and you do feel like oh something's something's not nice Mm. and they say no everything is fine well then that's on them if they don't want to speak the truth if they don't want to tell you um you know what's wrong yep. um i'm a big believer in rather than give me the honest truth like instead of you know half just going behind my back or yes. I- inside you have this thing in your heart towards me rather just say it up yes. front like yeah it might not be be nice to get the truth but yes. the the truth i can work with yeah i cannot I cannot work with with lies. Um, So that's so important for me is communication, you know, from from both both sides. Because, again, if if that person is not telling me how they're feeling, I cannot change that. I cannot work on that. I cannot explain why I'm doing things the way I'm doing if they're not open towards it so it's it's a two way street like um, both people have to be powerful in the sense of reaching out asking is everything okay and then the other person not lying and actually be being really truthful yeah Yeah. and you triggered an example for me in my life so um i bought a new dress and i wore it to work the one day and one of my colleagues very innocently wow this is a beautiful dress and she says the following she says is it a maternity dress and i'm like super offended i'm hurt because no, this is not a maternity dress. It's just a flowy, you know, those layered dresses. And so in that instance, I take offense, right? And I get quiet mm. and I kind of move away from her. And so she asks, is everything okay? I'm like, yeah, but everything's not okay. I'm yeah. offended. Yeah. And in that moment, I'm confronted with, Michelle, what are you doing? Communicate. Mm. So I go back to her. I'm like, okay. I feel stupid to say this, but everything's not okay. I'm actually super offended. Like, it feels like you're telling me I'm fat. That's I'm wearing well. a maternity dress. And she's like, oh, no way. I'm so sorry. Yes, I can see what that did. Mm. And I apologize. No, it's really a beautiful dress. And just in that clarification, things are settled in my heart. Mm, but yes. I could walk away with that offense yeah. without 
taking the responsibility to go and clarify it. So it happens. Yeah, and then that's just another um, rock that you put yes. inside your your bag. Absolutely. Yeah, and and I really I really believe that um, you know with with this again also feel like with offense offense is taken yes. it's not given yep. so you choose to to take that offense yeah. and then you know you you did the right thing by taking the responsibility in communicating and not taking yeah. that offense and causing that to you know have like this rock in your heart but actually being to being at a place where you forgive yeah. and I also really think that forgiveness is is a very very important yes. tool Yes, definitely, definitely. Mm. It's critical in relationships. Even though I, yeah, I think forgiveness is one of the things that people struggle with mm. the most, mm. um, being being forgiving. Mm. Mm. And we can do a whole talk about forgiveness, but just to mention something quickly that I learned is that forgiveness we feel is about the other person, um, but it's actually about me mm. and being free. Yes, it actually has nothing to do with them. No. So, but we can talk about that different time. Um, I can quickly mention the two others. So we have um, overcoming the fear of rejection. Don't assume. Then with that, seek first to understand mm. is the third one. Before you are understood. And I think it's so, it's an easy one. We jump in um, without giving the person space and without asking really good questions. Mm about people we jump in with our perspective and um a good example like i'll be telling we went on holiday there and if someone jumps in yes we've been there many times oh yes i I love that i've been there then it kind of yeah you're not seeking to understand my experience of my holiday you're just pushing your experience onto this so it's as simple as that just to seek even if i've been to that place a hundred times but i could tell me about your holiday Mm. What was special to you? Mm. What did you enjoy? Without overbearing and without bringing my opinion into this. So seeking to understand, critical. And then um, the other one, you mentioned it too, is communication. But communicating boundaries. Mm. Now this one, again, we can do a whole talk on. But I think it's, again, my responsibility to communicate to the people in my life what my boundaries are. Otherwise, people are going to overstep Yes. So even as simple as, I mean, our phones. Do you even have a boundary with your phone? So sometimes I'm really slow with responses and people got offended. It's my responsibility to communicate, guys, over a weekend, I'm not going to be on my phone. Mm. So if you're looking for a response, you're not going to get it. Or when I'm at work, I'm not going to answer your calls. Or when I'm there, I'm not going to go with you. Or... I can communicate my boundaries. Yes. How do people know it? Only when I tell them. Yes. So time boundaries, conflict boundaries, relational boundaries. If you don't say it, you're not going to have a boundary. Mm. It's as simple as that. Yeah, and I really think that, um, you know, with boundaries also, it's important to, you know, um, stay committed to your boundaries as well. And not because then you tell people a boundary, but then you overstep that boundary. And then they think like, oh, but she overstepped her own boundary. So now I can also. So to to always stay true to our own boundaries. That's brilliant. And the last one is as simple as take the initiative. Mm. Don't wait 
for people to initiate friendship, communication with you. It's as simple as saying, mom, can I take you for a coffee? If you feel mm -hmm. a disconnection with your mom, why don't you take the initiative and say, let's go do something. If your dad likes fishing, you hate it, but you want to connect with him. Hey, dad, can I just go along when you go fish again? It's taking initiative in relationships and not sitting back and waiting for others to do that in our lives. Mm -hmm. It's critical. Wow. Wow. This was so insightful. Thank you so much for, for joining me. And yeah, I really look forward to having you back. Thank you. It's an honor. Awesome. Thank you.